0: Welcome into the hustle
1: podcast episode two we got some prizes some surprises on today's episode actually other than ct bets winning his week one bet down there chris thurston adam trigger i am drew martin we got ariel epstein joining us as well ladies first ariel welcome into the pod how are you feeling
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. It's so fitting because it's one of the most disgusting days of the year in New York right now, and I just feel like I'm back in Swampscott, so it's great.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Massachusetts. That is. That was the weekend where this whole like friendship started there, and it was a uh, a cloudy weekend. It's raining here in South Florida as well. That's where I'm coming to you from. And uh, CT Betts. Without further ado, follow them on Twitter at CT Betts16. Welcome in, buddy.
0: It is raining here, shockingly, in Swamscott as well, Drew and Ariel. So uh, what a surprise. No, glad to be back. Cash the uh, the first best bet winner of the hustle last week. So I'm getting ready. I want to pop Trigg in the head. All he does is talk about is uh, soccer croquet. Let's talk some football.
1: Some cracking in the head. Ariel, you better watch out. I'm going to get you right there. But without further ado, for the last one, last certainly not least here, at Top Flight Sports, SI on Twitter, Adam Trigger. Welcome in, buddy. True. I mean, I feel great right now. I just had the most outrageous
3: soccer winner. I got two I got two goals, 88-minute, 96-minute. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, 2-1. I don't know why CT bets didn't tail it. I sent it to him this afternoon. He said he deleted it as soon as he received the email, which I think is outrageous. But anyway, I got a nice winner. Um, I, I feel I'm uh, ready to go for college football. It was nice to watch a couple games last week, so – you Know ready to go,
1: it really was. It, it was nice to see week zero. Unfortunately, my uh, New Mexico State plus 10 uh bet did not cash, it was the absolute wrong side. That's what you get for listening to a, co- a couple uh 19 and 20 year old uh backup linebackers tell you they're gonna <laughs> do some work to UTEP while you're walking on the field with your dog. But hey, <laughs> I'm going back to uh reading uh blog writers and finding some uh. Some good information in college football that way, guys. And we are brought to you by Viva Seltzer, Viva Tequila Seltzer. It's a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer with 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar. That's zero sugar, guys. That's very important for the hangovers. And a 4.5% ABV Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game celebrations oh, as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. As We're all cracking them here, CT bets. This is a good drink to, to have, buddy.
0: Well, we are uh, we're running a little low here, and I talked to the sponsor this morning. and I told him we need some uh, Viva's ASAP because we're going in the week one this weekend, and we've been flying through them, and they're delicious. So uh, I'm working on it for us, Drew Martin bets.
1: All right. Well, uh, hey, it's hard to get, guys. It's flying off the shelves. Hopefully, coming to a state near you. But um, yeah, CT bets. You know, best bet with the under in the UCLA game. Um, you know, great call, man. It it, it was the way you thought. Did you learn anything from either of those two teams going forward?
0: I learned that UCLA is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And, Mm -hmm. um, that offensive line is deadly. Um, I was a little nervous there. Obviously we all saw the first half and Chip Kelly was rolling. Um, fortunately I kind of thought he might, um, get off to a good start and call off the dogs in the second half. Fortunately, Hawaii wasn't able to score. So We were able to cash that with a little bit of a sweat, but first one of the year.
1: Sure. And I mean, UCLA, LSU is uh, one of the games, the top games on this weekend, really. You know, you don't very often, Ariel, get an SEC team traveling out to the Pac-12. And so a lot of these kids, it's kind of different for them. And the fact that UCLA played on what nationally televised game, it, it, it looked good I don't know if we're buying low here on LSU. If I want to wait, it. Do you have any opinion here, LSU, UCLA, or any of the other top top marquee games this weekend?
2: So my my question is always, how much does it help you that you already played with your team week one and against LSU who hasn't played yet? LSU is probably going to be one of the teams that comes back better than any of the others. They're up there in my top 10 for being the most improved team this year. They had a really down year. All their players were brand new last season, LSU. Now you've got some more experience. I'm not going to sleep on LSU. In fact, I actually like them against UCLA. UCLA didn't... I don't know. I, I I expected them to win that game, maybe not by, what, like 30 points, but I did expect UCLA to be the better team last week. This week, LSU, I mean, last year you came in with all of your top players gone. Joe Burrow was gone. Your wide receivers like Jamar Chase were gone, and now you're going to, I mean, I'm, excuse me, Uh, yeah, this year, you're going to have Second year players, third year players. So I'm not going to sleep on LSU. I like them, but I would love to hear what you guys think about having the experience last week for UCLA and how maybe even in the first half that could help UCLA more as a first half bet than maybe in the second half where LSU starts to put things together.
1: Sure. I I think it does factor in Ariel. I mean, a a lot of times, you know, you would think that the college football team that's played a game has an advantage. I actually look at it the other way. And I I know that there's stats out there, Ralph Michaels uh, being one that pointed it out, Ariel, in terms of, I believe it's 54% the team that did not play a game already against the team that has played a game against the spread 54%. So it's a trend over the last 15 years where it's actually an advantage not to play because your opponent doesn't have any film on you. At least that's one reason I would point towards. It makes yeah. Sense. And
3: well, and guys, you know, coming off, it's, it's kind of like coming off of a buy too. I mean, you, you know, a team just had to play last week. Who knows what kind of injuries they picked up and now they have to go play, you know, during the season, we look at bye weeks and say, okay, a teams coming off a buy, they're fresh. So that, that sort of points to maybe not want, you know, not having the game under your belt. LSU has been preparing for UCLA for two weeks while UCLA had to prepare for Hawaii and now has to prepare for LSU. So it's another way to look at it.
1: Absolutely. Well said there, Adam, we got uh, Alabama, Miami, Indiana, Iowa, Clemson, Georgia, Monster weekend here. Not even talking about the Big Ten matchup, Penn State and Wisconsin kicking us off 11 o'clock Central Time. Their early start and jump around Camp Randall. Um, Adowa, what are you looking at, man, from all the big matchups on the weekend slate? So, for the big, for for these
3: games in particular, I mean, the big, I, I look at the big, sort of the biggest matchups as like Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Miami. Um, as far as Bama, Miami goes, I, it's, it's a lot of points, but the only way I pr- could probably bet that game is to lay it with Alabama. Found an interesting stat earlier. They've won their, la- they, their 9-0 and in their last nine openers. Uh, they've won them by an average of 27 points. And if you look at some of the teams on that list, they're not out there playing cupcake teams. Uh, Michigan, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Wisconsin, US, USC, Florida State are six of those last nine openers for Bama, and they've, like, steamrolled pretty much every single one of them. So I I probably won't get to the window with that one, but uh, the only way I could probably bet it is just to delay it with
0: Alabama. It seems like they come out and roll every single year week one.
1: CT, what are you liking out of the big matchups? Anything, man?
0: I'm actually leaning towards Penn State right now. Um, My brother is a Penn State grad. So I talk to him every day, and he, you know, he's one of those where he, he's straight up with me. If Penn State's going to suck, he's going to—he tells me they're going to suck. And if he thinks they're going to be good, you know, he'll—he'll he'll let me know. He said they're going to be much improved um, from last year. Sean Clifford, another year under his belt as quarterback. Um, I'm going to shoot you straight, Drew. As you guys know, um, the, <laughs> what's his face, the coach for uh, Fra- James Franklin from Penn State, could mess up a wet dream. So, <laughs> not stand here and tell you, what, I mean, his his game management is is piss poor as we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, their defense should be very good. They got a transfer running back from uh, Baylor, actually, John Lovett, who could absolutely run the ball down your throats. I'm leaning. That line is at five and a half now. If it gets any higher, I could see myself getting to the window there and uh, and taking the the dog with Penn State. I think we'll be barking a little bit.
1: I like it. Yeah, yeah, the dog barking. And uh, Ariel, did you want to throw out anything else on the on on these uh, kind of marquee matchups here on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen some movement in favor of Georgia. I'm really interested about that because the storyline all week has been about Georgia and the injuries and missing some key players on both sides of the ball. Yet the line just moved in favor of them going from plus three and a half to plus two and a half. Clemson's going to have one of the best defensive fronts they've ever had. I mean, this could be... 2018 kind of numbers that's why I'm concerned I'm saying hmm Georgia i mean, another year with your quarterback maybe we are sleeping on them a little bit and fading those injuries like we tend to do in professional sports it was just a line movement that stood out to me I don't know if I'm so willing to get to the window maybe I would bet an under in that game just because these two defenses are going to be much more improved than last year and both these defenses were averaging anywhere between 16 to 20 points allowed per game plus an improved Clemson defense, a better Georgia defense. I could see this one going under that total of around 51 and a half.
1: Yeah, no argument for me on the under. Uh, th- that's a that's a fascinating handicap, though, Ariel. It, talking just about Georgia and Clemson, I liked where you were going with that because I was looking towards the underdog in Georgia, just thinking kind of this SEC team riding under the radar. They haven't won a national championship since 1980. Maybe people are sleeping. on. Now I'm starting to think, I don't know, because they've had some injuries. They have, you know, JT Daniels, yes, and I was actually looking to kind of fade, you know, Trevor Lawrence leaving Clemson. I know everybody loves DJ coming in. I'm not gonna say his last name here, but I I wanna learn it. Yeah, have you you got it Wait. down?
2: Uiangalele. Uiangalele. Did I do it? Yeah, Uangalele. Uangalele. yeah. yeah. Yep. maybe. Oh, I actually Googled I
0: it. Uh I Googled it earlier uh, today how to how to properly say it. And
2: it I thought really- Tonga Vailoa was gonna suck, and now I have oh, this yeah. like Uiungalele. Oh yeah gosh. That's horrible. Sorry. <laughs> I, and don't even ask to spell it.
0: No, no, that's oh, impossible. Gosh.
2: I just, you so. know what I do a lot of the times on shows too? Like I, if I have a player that I don't like to na- like say their name, like I'll say like, there was this guy, um, a uh, goalie for the Minnesota wild. I didn't know how to say his name. So I just said capo, the wild goalie. Cause it was like capo something. And I just wouldn't say it. So I just said capo, the wild goalie. So that's, we could just do something like DJU or something.
1: Oh no, argument here. Yeah, like, tough names. You know, names are just that too. Just because you know somebody's name doesn't mean you're like capping the game, right? You could have just studied the name. So I kind of think they're overrated, but it is important in our business for sure. Ariel, Adam, sorry to cut you off, buddy.
3: No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I went on and on about how much I liked Georgia um, last week, and that I bet them the win national championship. But I really, I'm not gonna bet them in this game. I think the line's a little short. I would, I would have wanted like five or six. Uh, to make a bet with Georgia in this game. And I even said last week, this is almost like a free chance for them. Like I still, do, I don't think them losing this game is going to really put a huge damper on their potential to get to the college football playoff because I really think they're going to be favored in every single game after this game up until the potential SEC championship game. So even though I really like Georgia and I would really love if they won this week, and I I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to bet them at plus three.
1: Um, I would probably need, like, six to get involved. Well, guys, we got a uh, standalone game on Sunday, Notre Dame and Florida State, and a standalone game, Louisville and Ole Miss on Monday as I crack my first Viva here for the show. Can't wait to do this. It's been just too long, 12 minutes in. Uh, Ariel, you, you, <laughs> you have anything here, uh, the singled-out game Sunday and Monday?
2: I actually like Ole Miss, even though it's a lot of points to be laying. I The only reason that I could see this being okay with laying nine and a half is because Ole Miss is the most experienced team coming into the SEC this year they have the most returning starters looking at Louisville in the ACC they are the third least experienced team going into the ACC when you're talking game one I'm looking towards experience I'm looking in the trenches and the experience that's checked in the box Ole Miss has way more experience than Louisville. And Ole Miss is supposed to be one of the best offenses in football this year. Second year under your head coach. This is the time where you actually had the off season to start preparing with your team. Unlike last year in COVID times, I could see Ole Miss in a game one situation experience for versus not as much experience prevailing and covering that nine and a half point spread.
1: Good stuff. CT, what what are you thinking in the singled out games Sunday and Monday?
0: In the first one in the ND Florida State game, I mean, that line opens nine and a half, ten, um, sits uh, ND lane seven and a half. Now, I won't get to the window on either one. That number's gone. I'm with Ariel and Trigg on Monday night. I, I already bet Ole Miss minus nine and a half. Uh, obviously, Trigg um, likes them for the year. We all bet them over for the year. So I'm rolling with Lane Kiffin, um, laying, the, laying the points on Monday night. Hopefully, Ole Miss uh, gets the job done, throws up some points and rolls.
1: Sure. We, yes. I mean, we've, we've seen them roll, you know, run it up before. So laying the number, it doesn't scare me as much anyway with Ole Miss. But yeah, a- Adam, what do you got, man? Well,
3: this was my best bet on last week's show. Uh, I gave it out minus nine and a half. And I'm, I'm seeing 10 and a half and 11 right now with Ole Miss. So I don't, I, that nine and a half might actually be gone if you didn't get it already. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss is going to run them out. I think Lane Kiffin is going to be happy to run up the score. So I, I really don't think it's going to be close. I, I would probably try to get 10 if you can get 10 and a half and maybe pay the minus 120 to get 10. I would I would probably go with that. But I I really like Ole Miss here and I like them this
1: season. Yeah, no argument with Ole Miss at all. I I, I mean I like their quarterback too. So it's not only just the coach, you know, they've recruited yep. well. Uh Louisville has some question marks too. You know, yep. they're their, their coach, what, Scatterfield? He was thinking about taking uh the South Carolina job, and then he he wrote a letter to the to the season ticket holders saying, you know, he's all in what, I don't know, just huge question marks there. So I think all that. Had, for- had,
0: I had one foot out the door. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, Drew, that's very skeptical of me. Well, they Absolutely.
4: have
3: and they have, they have 80% of their defense back too. So they just, just from an experience standpoint, they should be a little bit better defensively. I know I'm not, I'm never going to expect that, that lane, you know, I'm not, I don't expect them to have a, a defensive team ever, but, they should be better defensively, just based on the fact that they've got experience, a lot, a lot of experience back from last year.
1: Guys, we got a lot of people joining us live right now, both on Twitter and uh, on the YouTube channel, presented by uh, Viva Tequila Hard Seltzer. Here we got Jeff in the house, Benny Nova Scotia, our friend there. Val, shout Dang. out to you, Val, uh, as well. And we got uh, Spurman, Pat Wall, as well, which leads us in to Wally's corner here. What do we got, CT vets? New segment.
0: Wally's corner, yeah. Wally's corner is uh, going to be a new segment uh, every week in this show. Um, our good buddy Pat Wall, who's a junior odds trader out in Vegas, he uh, is going to give me some good information on Wednesday mornings to to give to you guys on the show here. Now, this is this is just sharp info that people have bet that they are they're seeing out there. So I'm not. Going to tell you to go rush to the window and bet these. A lot of these numbers might be gone already. But he gave me actually a bunch of uh, good info for uh, this week. Uh, so I'll run it down, uh, Drew. They've seen some sharp action on UMass Pit over 56. Ooh. They've seen some sharp action. Obviously, we all know this because we bet this weeks ago. Um, there was some sharp action on K-State plus one and a half. Obviously, the Sharps steamed that all the way up to minus two and a half. It sits now at three, um, but obviously there was um, there was a lot there from one and a half all the way up to three. Uh, another one they, they saw is they laid it with Bama when the line opened at minus 17. Obviously, that number is gone now, it's 19 and a half. Um, they also are laying it with NC State. Uh, minus 16, minus 17 now sits at 18 and a half. That number's kind of gone as well. Um, they took 13 with ECU. ECU is getting now it's down to 10 and a half. They're playing Appalachian State. Um, Sharps came in and took 13, 12 and a half, 12. Uh, they also took 27 and a half with Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. Uh, opened at plus 27 and a half. It's now down to 23. They're playing Mississippi state. Uh, Lastly, they took university of Louisiana Lafayette. They took 14. That number is completely gone and it's down to eight and a half and they are playing Texas, the longhorns true. So that's going to be a new segment of the show. Um, Pat wall, the walrus is going to feed us with some good information um and that you know that that's great stuff there and you could take that and, and do what you please with it um but we're going to be feeding you guys with that um every week and that's going to be the uh a little segment called Wally's corner
2: I've got stuff to add to your ECU because I know that that line has moved in favor of the pirates and I covered them for 3 years in North Carolina I still have a ton of friends down there and they all work in media one that's extremely close to the team he said word for word, and I'll read you the text messages because I was talking to him about it before I placed the bet, and I said, listen, I hate that I'm not there anymore to break down this game and see what's going on because usually you get a good vibe. He said... Um They've been like actually playing really hard-nosed football in practice. He's like, I've watched them and like they are actually like going real hard, which is something that you don't normally see at practice. They're usually pretty soft. And he's like, No, 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 like they're literally word for word said knocking the snot out of each other, which he loves. He said that the quarterback Holton Alers looks really good and confident. He just needs to see him more in a game consistently, but he could be an all-conference guy. He's just got to be consistent and he has the most solid offensive line that he's had in his career, plus better running backs around him. And he says that they return every starting offensive lineman. They have 10 starters back on both sides of the ball. And they have time with their new coordinators from last year. So he thinks that this could be a really good opportunity. So he really likes them taking the points this week inside. I
1: like it. A little inside information there in ECU, the Pirates. All right. Yeah. Good stuff there. Yeah. And C- one, what, did you have- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. One uh, more uh,
3: thing, Drew. I just want to shout out Wally. I'm pretty sure he's got a promotion to just trader. And he gave us a he gave us Illinois last week and we didn't give him any credit for that. So he, did. He, pointed he, did. Out, he pointed out sharp action on Illinois and they won outright. So shout out to Wally. Wish he was wish
1: he was in the, the
2: feed. Congrats, right now. Wally.
0: But we'll get him in the
1: feed next week.
0: Pat Wall at Pat Wall on Twitter, the Walrus. Awesome. Thing. <clears throat>
1: He's joining us now in the uh, in the chat box here on the Wager Talk YouTube channel, also uh, at the sh- the Hustle Show Pod on Twitter. We're going live right now. Ariel Epstein, Chris Thurston, Adam Trigger. I am Drew Martin. We will have uh, Kelly in Vegas joining us a little bit later in the show for the Barstool Best Bets section. We got, um, of course, the show presented by Viva. We flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life, and we like our drinks with a kick. Just as we like to live our lives, Viva coming to a store near you. It is really good, guys, by the way. Zero sugar, uh, tequila, that little extra umph in you know in the drink, if you know what I mean. It's really good. So we got um our first ever guest joining us right now, the segment where we bring in our guest. Yet she came early, and we're not gonna say no to her. So we got some good information so far. It is Ariel Epstein. You can check her out on sports grid. Um, We got the morning after her show, which I join on Tuesdays with Big Ten. Ben, it gets you ready for, you know, just sports betting information overall, guys. It's a great show. Ariel, welcome in. How are you feeling?
2: Thanks, Drew. Uh, I'm great, and I'm happy to be here. And you guys are so informative that it's just super helpful for me because I'm really, honestly, I'm pretty new to betting on college football. Saturdays are usually my only day where I can actually leave my house and be social. So, hearing what you guys have to say is super helpful for getting ready for the college football season as we approach Week One. When it comes to the NFL, though, I'm all ears. I mean, I love it. That's my that's my love. That's the love of my life. But college football, usually, I uh, I've spent the last like 27 years like actually socializing and being out with people on Saturdays. So <laughs> maybe this year will be different.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the whole tailgating part of it and the handicapping part. It, it's a tricky kind of. What percentage to put where of your life on? I mean, Syracuse Orange, I, I don't know, Ariel. I know you, what your alma mater, are they ever going to come around here in the next, what, five-ish years?
2: Uh, football's just really tough. I don't know. Um, if they, Maybe they will be like one or two games within 500, but that would be an accomplishment. I'm not betting on them. I have no interest. It's a short spread, and I don't care. Staying away. Staying away.
1: Fair enough. Adam, take it away, bud. So, yeah, no, we're
3: going to ask you some questions. And I guess the question I have for you, so you're obviously the prop queen. I saw you got your blue check mark earlier. I think you should trademark prop queen. What? That's just my opinion. But I want to know, you know, I, I watch your show and you constantly give out um, the, the daily prop picks. Do you do any full season futures with uh, players, player prop like that, those types of markets on the full season?
2: Yeah, I mean, the props that I like, I like win totals, and I actually really this year like Rookie of the Year, which a lot of people love the Rookie of the Year market for quarterbacks. I don't. I really think this could be the year for the running back. Looking back to 2018 and 2017, it was won by two running backs, Alvin Kamara in 2017, 2018 Saquon Barkley, and even before that, 2015, you had Todd Gurley. You've got to look at those offenses. Those are offenses that had no run game and needed to establish one. That's exactly what's happening in Pittsburgh this year. The Steelers had the worst running offense, the worst rushing offense in the NFL last season. Who better than to nominate the man that's going to have so many carries in Najee Harris right out of Alabama. He's going to get the touches. He's going to have Big Ben leading the way, so he has a veteran quarterback to help shape up the offense. He's going to open up that passing game, but realistically, they're not going to want Big Ben to blow out his arm the way he did last year. Big Ben had the worst completion percentage amongst quarterbacks when throwing past 15 yards towards the end of last season. That's why they're going to want to save Big Ben for the playoffs. Let him have a running back that can establish the run. And plus, this offense can't get any worse at running the ball than they did last year. It's nine to one, by the way. And it's moved in favor of him. 10 to 1 to 9 to 1.
3: I love it. that. That's great. Yeah.
0: Nice. Ariel. We um we last week, obviously, our first uh first show on the hustle. We kind of went over a lot of college football totals, uh, win totals on the year. Um, I bet a ton of them. Uh, usually I'm only on two, three. I'm on eight or nine. I know you have one or two that you did that. Did you want to share uh, one of the college football totals you did uh, get to the window on with us?
2: Yeah, I love NC State to the over. Everyone I've spoken to who I, who I knew in North Carolina, they don't understand why this win total six and a half. And I'm not talking about fans or alumni. I'm talking about people that work in media. They can't understand how this is a six and a half. This was an eight in four team last year. NC State lost their quarterback and still went eight and four. Now you're getting Devin Leary back off a broken leg. He's going to be ready to go. Completed 60% of his passes, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, great ratio. And all three of his top targets are back, including Amika Amezi, who was his number one wide receiving target, had close to 750 receiving yards last year, five touchdowns. They also have three elite running backs. Plus, Ten defensive players are back from starting last year, including their leading tackler in Peyton Wilson, who led the ACC in tackles. I love this NC State team. If Dave Doran, their head coach, can't get the job done and get to a really good bowl game and be a competitor in the conference this year, then I'm worried for that contract extension he signed a few years ago. Give me the over six and a half NC State.
1: I like it, Ariel. You know, one thing at NC State comes up with me is, do they feel like you two, as, as a program that is a little bit propped up before the season starts and kind of, I guess, you know, disappoints during the season a little too much? Does that worry you at all with this Wolfpack squad?
2: Always. NC State is the most cursed mm. college football program I've ever covered in my life. <laughs> it really I is. Was go- it's so sad. I feel terrible for these fans. I know so many NC State alum, and all they say Oh, it, it just, they get our hopes up and then it ends. I mean, I was at the game two years, three years ago, two years ago, and they were a really good team. I mean, like they beat Louisville and then they lose to Wake Forest, who was like a terrible, I mean, they were like barely a ball team and they still lose. So yeah, I, NC State, it's always hit or miss with them, but that's my point. If they don't hit at this point, then Dave Doran, that's major question marks. This is one of the best teams he's ever had.
1: I like it, Ariel. Yeah, good stuff, as always. Uh, And Ariel, do do you want to hang around for the whole show? I know you you came on early; You're more than welcome, as far as I'm concerned. Or uh, do you want to leave us a best bet and uh, open the bottle of red? How do you want to handle this?
2: (laughs) I will leave you guys a best bet, and then I'm going to sign off because I've got some uh, extra work to do for the morning after tomorrow. Um, Best bet, NFL. I've already placed the Green Bay Packers. three. I don't know how Kelly in Vegas feels about it because before they moved the game, she liked the Saints. Me and CT bets. We're back in the Packers. I don't know what that line's going to be now that we know that game's being played in Jacksonville. I'm just glad I jumped in. I hope FanDuel, because that's where I bet it, because we're a FanDuel-sponsored show. I just hope that FanDuel doesn't take away my bet and void it because the location moved. I hope they keep it. I want that minus three green bay in a neutral site you think that aaron Rodgers and his crew of all of them returning that they really care about what happened in the preseason no the new orleans saints have a new offensive system they have Jameis winston at quarterback Eh, no thank you i'm not backing that he led the league in interceptions a few years ago give me a break they're gonna establish they've got to establish a whole new system I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Not only do they have their offense back, they've given Aaron Rodgers everything he ever wanted just so he'd stay this year. And Aaron Rodgers is going to sit there and say, yeah, I'm not done yet, guys. Let's do this thing. I love the Packers on the road. Whoa.
1: Packers. I like it, Ariel. Good way to end it here. Thanks for joining us, Ariel. You're welcome anytime. Um, and guys, check her out. Sports Grid, uh, the morning the morning after, her Big Ten Ben. Good information. So thank you, Ariel.
2: Thanks, guys. Nice have a good night.
1: Bye, Ariel. All right, guys. Well, uh, hey, hey, next up, we got um, a new segment, and it's a segment that's going to be sticking around. It's one I'm really excited for. And uh, heck, if, if you don't know who our next guest is, you've been living under a rock. You haven't been following gambling Plus, Twitter or at you all. you don't bet sports, she, basically. Yeah, you, do, you don't <laughs> yeah. bet sports at all. She's uh, pretty much the way the market moves. And uh, my friend, all of our friends here, without further ado, from Wager Talk and Barstool, follow her on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas. Kelly Stewart, welcome in. How are you feeling?
4: Thanks for having me, guys. Doing really well. Uh, Glad you guys got through the technical issues. Mrs. Thurston, shout out to her. She texted me in a panic. She couldn't get you guys on. So I'm glad uh, you guys got the the kinks worked out for Val.
1: She loves Drew. Loves Drew more than anything. Oh, she loves all of us. And she is a great (laughs) person. No, she loves
4: Drew more than any of us. Trust me. (laughs)
1: Oh, well. (laughs) <laughs> I love you too, Val, and uh, thank you for tuning in. We got the uh, we got the streamyard going here strong on the uh, wager talk YouTube, also uh, via Twitter as well. But Kelly, we got you on here. Got to ask, you know, Barstool. You just started what a, a month ago, a couple months ago. It seems like it's going well. Uh, any new shows coming up? What, what do you got going on over there?
4: tons of stuff going on i actually spoke with dave the other day looking to create some new stuff it looks like we're going to recreate like a hottie threesome type of thing with me casey yeah. and megan we're each going to give out a best bet each week for college football so that'll be really fun that starts this week actually right after this i'm going to do some stuff with megan and see if we can't develop a little show you know barstool's known for all their podcasts and if you haven't been following along on twitter i've been giving out an nfl game every, excuse me, an NFL team, kind of my opinions, my season long look, whether I think they're worth a flyer on a fly season win total or a prop bet, maybe even a futures bet. And uh, it's been fun. So you can get those all over at barstoolbets.com. And I'm just excited for football season. It feels like it's been a really long summer. And there's a reason for that because I was unemployed and I had a lot of fun. Uh, and now it's time to get to work.
1: Good stuff, Kelly. No, no, I I like watching you there with your uh, NFL previews each time. It's good information. I mean, a lot of good trends, angles that you're putting out there. So uh, guys, check her out at Barstool um, CT. What what do you got for Kelly?
0: Kelly, so one thing we were talking about before you popped on here is obviously the K-State Stanford game uh, this weekend. Um, All of us, luckily, we were were in the group chat and um, some sharp info came out. Um, K-State was hit. Uh, I think they opened at plus one and a half. That has got fed up all the way to minus three. You are a K State alum.
4: You and your girlfriend, Tiffany, is Tiff going with you? Uh, actually, Stacy is going to be going with me. Tiffany's my designer friend that has no desire to Stacy. ever go to a football game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mix them all up. Well, that sits at minus three right now. We all got in at the different numbers. I'm in at minus one, a little minus one and a half. I know you got down. How are you feeling about this game? And uh, what can we expect out of the Wildcats this weekend?
4: You know, I've been hearing really good things out of the Wildcat locker room. And last year, all we heard was terrible things. And then Skylar Thompson got hurt. Uh, and it just kind of went downhill from there. There, Anytime you have locker room drama, the team's not cohesive. Whatever it is, there's different sides. You know, 2020 was a weird year for a lot of college kids. And it was especially very weird in Manhattan. But it seems like we've had a lot of the – I don't want to call, this is a bad word. I don't want to call them bad apples, but bad apples of sorts. The guy's kind of causing some issues in the locker room have transferred away. And it seems like it's Skyler's locker room to have now as the starting quarterback. It should be, he should be the leader of that locker room. And by all means, if he can stay healthy, he can hold on to that locker room. I think this K-State team can win six games, but it starts Saturday by beating Stanford. I took the plus one and a half. I said, all right. I looked at it. I'm to be honest with you guys. I handicapped the game and said, okay, if they're going to get their asses kicked. I'm not going. I have been to too many away games that I, I'm sick of seeing them lose. And so I said, all right, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I looked at it and figured like 31-28 kind of final. I said, all right, K-State's got a shot to win this. And then they got steamed by a really sharp group. And all of a sudden, two and a half, three. Today, VR gave it out on bet on it. And I said, you're just trying to suck up to me. He goes, no, Cal. He's like, I really like this K-State squad. You know, we've got a ton of actual, like, under-the-radar we- weapons. The problem is the Big 12, everybody focuses on Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. Throw Iowa State in the mix. He goes, I think K-State's kind of an under-the-radar team. He was like, that is going to surprise everybody this year. So I'm going to piggyback off what he said, try to keep my fandom to the side. But I think it should be a really good game, and I know a lot of people are expecting to bet that under. But the way I handicap it, that game is also going over the total. So maybe for just a fun um, extra little bet or something, maybe I'll bet K State money line with the over. You know, when you go to a game, you gotta have gotta have a little extra. I'll get Stacy a ticket so she can cheer with me. Of course, need it. A little extra. juice. Oh you, oh.
3: you gotta you gotta have
4: live
0: action at the game.
3: CT could tell you a time when we went to a Red Sox game and made him bet the Angels and they we lost by like a million. He was not happy about that. But um. <laughs> Um, Cal, I, you know, I think I speak for everyone when I say, you know, I miss Kelly and Murray. And so my first question is, are we ever going to get Kelly and Murray back? And my second question is, can you give us a a mini card of sharp action that you've seen so far this week or heard of, or, or anything that you've, you've come across?
4: You know, it's really funny because I would love to have Kelly and Murray, but obviously I only have one sports book that I can rep now. And so I made a joke when I was in New York, I was like, John Murray we're about to go live in Virginia. You're from Virginia. You keep saying you miss your family. I can get you a job. Uh, I think he'd rather prefer to be miserable in Las Vegas, but that's beside the point. Uh, I would love to still do a show with him, but it's just kind of not that feasible, unfortunately. That being said, I did text him today and I was like, hey, what do you got for me? Coupled with a few sharp bets that VR gave out on Bet on It that he had mentioned that their groups played. I got a five little, a five little card for you guys. Navy plus three. VR was very adamant that this was kind of one of those games that even though it hasn't moved off the three, it was hit at multiple locations. Mizzou minus 13 and a half was one that John Murray gave me. As, I, as we already talked about, K-State plus one and a half, now minus three. Another really sharp side that everybody keeps talking to me about is Nevada plus three. And so Ralph gave me a little stat. The best underdog teams that have been in any week one situation from which conference? The Mountain West. Nevada's already been in. um, California due to the wildfires in northern Nevada, so it's not like they have to travel much. They've already been practicing there, doing their whole thing. I think that this is interesting. Nevada plus three, they should get the win. And then he gave me this one, and I go, I don't even know who plays for either one of those teams because it's such an obscure thing. Under 55 in the Texas State game was a really sharp side. And you know what happens to those – college football and college basketball totals just get beat all to hell. So I don't know what the current line is. I did not double check that one before I came on, but it is always interesting to me because then it's like somebody gives under 67 and I look and I'm like 61. This yeah. time moves six mm-hmm. points. How can I bet it now? And then it ends on 49. And I'm like, this is why you don't wuss out. But also don't bet bad numbers. It's, it's a toss up. You know what I mean? Like, just like John always said with the card, be cautious. Cause they bet these games at a certain number. They're no longer at those numbers.
1: All good information there, Kelly. I mean, one follow-up I would have is, you know, don't bet bad numbers. Bad numbers. That is something that's very important in sports betting. Would you put an emphasis more on the side, though, than the total? So let's say it goes from 67 to 61. Is that the same as a six-point move sideways, in your opinion?
4: No, absolutely not. Listen, a lot of times, especially in teams like Texas State, Houston Baptist, these under-the-radar type teams – the bookmakers are kind of just feeling out week one with these very small teams, right? Especially teams that opted out last year have a whole new personnel. There's a lot of things going on, uh, when it comes to college football totals that are not near as much as sides, right? Like, so we can talk about this Navy plus three is not even close to Navy plus two and a half, right? We know that how important the field goal is, even though it's not as important as the NFL, it's still very important in college, right? The total, a six point line move in the total, Still, be very cautious, but no, it's not near a six-point side move, which we only rarely ever see in college football if something crazy happens and there's a big overreaction to the market.
1: Absolutely. Good information from Kelly in Vegas. Follow her on Twitter, at Kelly in Vegas. Barstool Sportsbook, you can see it there behind her. Kelly, you got, you're opening up in new states all over. This is growing. I mean, should we be buying some pen stock?
4: Uh, if you don't already have pen stock, I don't know what to tell you. Let's in <laughs> another chat. Uh, this morning, VR was bitching at me that I didn't have enough Tesla stock. And I'm like, well, you don't have enough pin stock. Luckily for me, that's one thing that Chris and I did do, uh, during quarantine last year was dabble in the stock market. I, uh, unfortunately sold my pin at $26 after I bet it, at, after I bought it at nine and then I rebought at $67 and now we're going to the moon. Okay. <laughs> we're going to the moon. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are kind of, uh paper hands if you will I, I got so excited that i basically tripled my money and thought okay this is it for me where all the gaming stocks if you're looking at them now man could have made a fortune
1: absolutely kelly you know i, right I agree with kelly you
0: got, yeah. right when kelly got hired i said let's go barstool pen let's go buy it back <laughs> there
1: up 20 percent since august 1st i believe or 17 percent, hey, and, and that was my start date that's so, basically Kelly. I mean, Cal-
4: Life is really good. I'm not going to take credit for that. Maybe next time I talk to Dave, I'll be like, hey, you're welcome. We're up 20% since I started. Um, All jokes aside, it's been a fun ride so far. I've really enjoyed working with everybody and excited to see what the future holds. Uh, I think we're going to a couple of games this fall doing some Barstool tailgates. So as soon as I have definitive dates, I'll let everybody know.
1: Hopefully that October 10th, uh, Dolphins-Bucks game. I don't know. You got to pitch it to somebody, Kelly.
4: Listen, I don't even need to pitch that to somebody. I'm just going to go. I'll see you guys there.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. All right, Kelly in Vegas, guys. You can catch her here on The Hustle going forward in the football season. Kelly, do you want to leave us with any uh, best bets, final thoughts for the show?
4: Yeah, I did give out one best bet on Bet On It, and I was going to just make people watch Bet On It, but if you're tuning in right now, let me pull up my notes because that's how ugly this bet is. And I don't mm. want to screw up my beautiful synopsis. God, guys, my... I think everyone should be watching bet on it. Just
3: oh yeah, a point right there. I mean, it is stress, a but great You stress. want to watch
4: for the best bets. And if I give it out on another show, Marco's going to get mad at me. But I'll do that today. I should have had another best bet slated. But I literally have six underdogs I think have a chance to win outright. And this is one of them. I understand FSU has had tons of struggles. Over the years, we know this. But how come nobody talks about Notre Dame struggles? Because they, you know, have a winning record. But every single time, this team fails to perform on a big stage, especially on the road. Now, you may say that FSU is not a big stage, but I do think it is. It's a late Sunday night game in Tallahassee. I think this is a big ask for the Irish. They have a new quarterback transfer from Wisconsin. They lost a ton of starters. I know, they beat this team 42-26 to 26 last year. But... Man, Mike Norvell, it's getting hotter. And I think the way to start off the season is to get a victory or at least a moral one against Notre Dame. Give me the seven and a half.
1: like it. The dog barking from Kelly uh, in Vegas. Follow her on Twitter, at Kelly in Vegas. Barstool Sportsbook. Wager talk as well. Kelly, thanks for the time. Talk to you next week.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks, you
1: all right, boys, heck, heck of a uh, people chiming in here in the uh, chat box on wager to talk talking about, uh, you know, just the guest list, Ariel and then Kelly. This is this is monster. I mean, Kelly in Vegas. I think she knows that, you know, sports betting is good as as good as ninety nine percent as the guys out there. Don't talk about the girls. You know, they both know their sports betting. Very well. So we're very lucky to have them join us on today's show. Also, thank you to everybody watching us live at the Hustle Show Pod on Twitter and on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Chris Thurston at CTBets16 at Top Flight SI. That's Adam Trigger, and I am on Twitter at Drew Martin Bets. Presented by Viva. Our flavors pair perfectly with our artisanal Blanco Tequila for our subtle and refreshing drinks. Coming to a store near you it has been a heck of a show guys jam-packed good information it is time for best bets and got to throw it over to each of you for like final thoughts because there hasn't been a whole lot of you know dead time just to say what you're thinking in terms of week one college football so uh at ct bets 16 chris thurston what's on your mind buddy
0: I am fired up, Drew Martin Betts. I mean, this is what we live for. I was talking to Val, my mom, this morning. She's like, you must be on cloud nine right now. I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm like, there's 15 games on Thursday. There's actually one tonight, Uh, 15 tomorrow, 8 Friday, jam-packed slate Saturday, the standalone Sunday, Monday. I'm back to my regular routine schedule on Saturdays. That's My wife cooks me breakfast. I, I'm on the computer all morning long. I'm at the bar at eleven forty-five with South, our good buddy Dave, all oh, yeah. of us. And we're there until the three thirties. Then we're back home after the three thirties for the night games. And it's uh, you know, back to your regular scheduled programming in the CT sports three TVs have the Baylor game on, have the Clemson-Georgia game on, and it's rock and roll time, Drew. So I'm I'm pretty fired up. And uh, I got a, I got a best bet that I really like here, uh, Drew Martin bet. So uh, I'm on Clemson, minus three. Um, we saw last year with DJ wee ungalele what he can do. He's an absolute stud. We saw what he did versus Notre Dame, although they lost in double overtime. Kid came out when Trevor got hurt, airing it out. Um, they lost a couple of studs at wide receiver, but they get back their key piece, Justin Ross, who's their absolute number one target. DJ will just jump in like and take over for Trevor. I actually expect DJ Weunglele to in the in two years to be all time better than Trevor Lawrence was at Clemson, and I expect him to be also the number one uh, draft pick in two years. Dabo Sweeney greater than Kirby Smart. End of story. You're getting a discount on Clemson here. I actually have them by double digits, uh, Drew Martin, Betts, and Adam Trigger. Georgia, will they be better this year? Absolutely, yes. JT Daniels will win them a lot of games. It's just not going to be this weekend against Clemson and Dabo. Lay the three. Ariel came on here before and said it went to two and a half. If that's true, I can't wait to get off uh, this show and bang it for even more. I laid three. Clemson minus three, double digits. CT bets goes two and zero in his best bets on the hustle show pod. Let's effing go.
1: Let's go. That's tough to follow. Adam Trigger at Top Plate SI. Got to try to go three and zero here, if not two and one. So uh what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I t-
3: I talked about how much I like Georgia. Just, but I can't argue with him. And uh, another friend of the show, Dave Cokin, made the line in that game. Clemson minus six for what's that? For what that's worth. So I hope CT. Uh, gets his best bet home. My best bet is going against what a couple other people on the show like. I am on the UCLA Bruins plus three. I love this spot for UCLA. I know we talked a little bit about LSU, maybe maybe people sleeping on them a little bit. And I don't think they're going to be as bad. as I don't think it's as big of a disaster as maybe it's being made out to be. But I will say that I, I don't think they're a top 25 team I really think that uh, Joe Brady was the, the sort of mastermind there. I, I, I don't think Orgeron's a great coach. And I actually think this UCLA team's really good. I really regret last week not betting UCLA and laying the points with them. I didn't want to take such a bad number and had moved quite a bit. But the only thing I was really close to getting out last week was UCLA. And they obviously rolled by like 34 points. Um, UCLA's got a really good running game. Nice tandem of running backs. Uh, with Britain and the other kid's name is escaping me. Oh, Charbonnet and Britton Brown. Uh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. LSU still has issues on on defense that maybe have been addressed. They're on their third defensive coordinator in three years. I, to me, LSU still got some stuff to work out. I think they'll probably be serviceable, but, you know, this is a tough spot for them. They're going across the country. UCLA's playing at home. They do have a game under their belt, and they didn't have to travel. So for me here, I just think that this is – you know, Chip Kelly, it didn't work out in the NFL, but this guy can coach college. I love what he's done so far at UCLA, and I like where he he's at with this team. Dorian Thompson-Robinson can play. He didn't have a great game against Hawaii, but I think now that he's needed in this game, he's going to make some plays. Um, I, I
1: actually think UCLA wins this game, so
3: I'll take the three points with UCLA Bruins at home.
1: All right, going with UCLA, the Bruins Pac twelve over SEC. Guys, I'll finish it off with a total Kent State and Texas A&M ESPNU eight PM Eastern Time on Saturday, and it's 67 and a half. Pretty much across the board. There is a sports book out there at 67, actually, two of them, but widely available, 67 and a half. We got Texas AM minus 29 point favorites. Here's the thing, guys. I'm going over this total. I think it's going to go over 70 points uh, for a couple reasons. One, Kent State, you know, who are they really? Well, actually, the flashes are lightning fast offensively. Sean Lewis, their head coach, a Dino Babers disciple. They they totaled over 90 points in their last two games last season. So yes, they don't have the talent. They're just not going to keep the ball that long offensively. They're going to hit a couple plays, most likely put in theirs And Texas A&M. Uh, offensively, guys, this team is uh, talented across the board and we know Jimbo Fisher likes to light it up. Uh, so I'm going over 67 and a half Kent State in Texas A&M. So that does it for our best bets. For Chris Thurston, Adam Trigger, I am Drew Martin, sponsored here by Viva. Our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Viva up. Shout out to Viva, guys, coming to a store near you. We will be back next Wednesday at The Hustle Show Pod on Twitter, at Wager Talk YouTube as well. So thanks for tuning in. Please smash that like button. We'll talk to you next week. Best of luck with your bets until then, guys.
0: Good luck, guys.